chaos is everywhere. How you doing? Good. How you doing? I'm good. I got my N64 on. I was playing some No Mercy. Woo! Oh wow! Yeah, it's amazing how well that game holds up. Honestly, especially because I've been like three years without another wrestling game. Getting yourself ready for AEW? Yeah, when it finally shows up, I'll be ready. <laughs> um, hey, everybody! Welcome to Chaos: The Final Frontier. I am your host, Jonathan Gilchrist. That guy over there—that's Mr. Our Device. Yeah, yeah, get it, get it. Woo! And he may or may not have corrosive bowel movements, but we'll get into that in a little bit. So (laughs) um, I'll explain that in a second, but let's get into the episode. So we're watching season one, episode 16 of Star Trek Voyager, the final episode for the season, which is called Learning Curve. um, In case I didn't make it clear, it's not a two-parter like I thought. I think I was thinking of the season two finale. Um, Mm. This is a good episode, but it's kind of a weird episode to end on because it's not very climactic in any way for the end of the season. But we'll watch it and see what we think. Are you good to go? Yes, sir. All right, we're going to hit play in three, two, one, play. Oh, wait, one second. Try. Can we do that one more time? I hit play and didn't do anything. Yeah. Let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. All right, three, two, one, play. There we go. Yes, you open those windows, madam. Still working on her hollow novel, obviously. Yeah. One of the things I did um, in this for this episode, mostly, well, there wasn't a lot of great stuff about this episode. It was some good stuff, but not a lot of details. Um, but also just annoyed me. I looked up that species that we talked about last week, the blue one with the ridge, because I told you there's one in this episode too. And um, partly because my brain literally an hour later remembered the name. It's, they're called Bullions. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do some research, and I'm going to give you a lot of facts about that species because it's kind of weird and also cool. So, but first, let's talk, see these creepy British children that clearly need to be hit with a shovel because they are demons. We never actually see anybody do that in Star Trek, as far as I know, but that would be hilarious Like if you had a hollow program. And like, I'm just not going to play the hollow program right. I'm going to go in there. And beep the living shit out of these little British children <laughs> and not do anything I'm supposed to do. I'm going to turn this into a zombie apocalypse story just by what I do and not what anybody else does. Right. Look at him using Latin like a little Hitler. Wow. That kid's a dick. You call yourself a scientist, you don't know Latin? Maybe they don't use Latin in this area. I don't know. Yeah. Just, just end the just end the hollow just end it. Just end it and start start from the beginning. <laughs> you also have the ability to delete characters that you don't like, so you can just be like computer delete the annoying little boy. Right. Nothing. It's 
kind of sad because this um this whole like storyline of like this novel that she um is doing doesn't ever really get explained um exactly what like where the story goes it ends on like this kind of ghost like my mother type of thing but we never get to see where like the actual end of the story is supposed to be if I had to guess, just based on how these stories seem to go in pop culture, she ends up falling in love with the father, but the mother wasn't really dead. She's crazy being locked uh-huh. up in the attic. What happened? Uh, she was really into it, too. Did you see how upset she was? Yeah, with the character? she got really upset. Uh, she had to go into boss mode. Yeah. The, the reason that the um, ship is malfunctioning, because that's going to happen throughout the show, is really funny and stupid. Um, yeah. I, I'm not even going to spoil it for you, but it, it, it's specifically for comic effect, the stupid reason that the ship is malfunctioning throughout this episode. Um. Uh, yes, Crewman Dalby. I do recall he is going to die at some point soon. This episode, most likely, since he is here. No, not this one. He he definitely might die, though. This is like the kind of the last episode where we get to see a problem with the former Maquis and Starfleet, mostly. There's an episode much later that kind of deals with it, but not really. But I won't spoil anything about that. It's a really good episode, though, when we get to it. It's one of my favorites. And now I'm talking to a superior officer with a really, really smart <laughs> tone. Oh, snap. I feel like that's a good way to get your ass kicked. Yep. Chakotay, can't you please talk to your people? God. <laughs> I think you're going to like how he talks to his people in this episode. And on that note, let us remember that this is Star Trek! Good job. Thank you. Good energy on that one. I do Uh, what I can. Easier on a Saturday. Oh, yeah, makes sense. Uh, But for everybody else, it's a Monday. So that's why we're starting to Jedi because we love Mondays. You go to hell and you burn. (laughs) May 22nd, 1995 is when this was uh, aired. Final episode of season one. Uh, not the final episode they recorded, though. Apparently, they recorded like four episodes more in this season that all are in part of season two, including oh, wow. what originally was supposed to be the finale. Which, when we get to that episode, we'll talk about it because it actually does feel like a better finale than what this episode is. But oh, okay. on a quick side note, this upcoming week is my first week in like over a month where I don't have two twelve-hour shifts; only one. I mean, now they're just spoiling you. I mean, how right. are they expecting to get actual work out of you? And 
I don't have to work this upcoming Saturday. Woo! Woo! That actually works out nicely because I was going to suggest a recording of something, but we have two kind of longer episodes if what we if we do what I think we were going to do or what I thought we might do. Uh, um, because well, after that, I have a three day weekend, so bam. Woo! Well, okay, so the, while we're getting to the episode, I can you just see how you feel about this. So next week, as we said, we're taking a break from the Deep Space Nine to watch um, Generations. So it'll be a movie for Chaos Final Frontier. And then something in my head just said, hey, it's summertime. It'd be fun to go back to our summer childhoods. I think it'd be funny to watch Heavyweights uh, mm-hmm. for Chaos That would be great. So you good with doing both of those? Because they'll both be like, um, not quite a two-hour, but you know, cl- getting close to that for both things on both days. Um, we can talk about it more later, but I feel like it might be better to do one one week and one the other. Okay. We can do something shorter for Chaos Everywhere then, and we'll just put yeah. heavyweights on the short list for this summer, basically. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to Voyager. Tuvok talking about how people are so bitchy all the time. Mm-hmm. Indeed, it's not the first incident involving Mr. Dolby. He really is kind of a dickhead. He was late for eight of his last ten duty shifts. Wow. So many duty shifts. I mean, the Maquis ran ships, but they were much smaller, so maybe that's... Yeah. Point. <laughs> I love that uh, Tuvok like, yeah, let's put them in front of a disciplinary board. That's that's the proper thing to do here. <laughs> See, th- like, this is a really good point in this episode where Janeway's like, these people have never been to the academy. It's hard. Yeah. it's bad for us to expect it. But after this episode, never really gets brought up again. Like everybody's like, "Oh yeah, now we're good." All we needed was to teach these four or five people these uh, ins and outs, and now we're fine. Crash course. <laughs> what do no. you think, Mister Tubak? Well, I think we should kill them all right now. Yeah, they already respect Chakotay. They don't need to respect him anymore. Oh, we have oh. to earn the respect, but you're telling me to do it? Yeah, right? <laughs> and, uh, not to, uh, this is not me trying to be a spoiler, but this is true. Um, the people he picked out for the additional training, oh, yeah, that's great. Except for they missed the soon to be serial killer that's fucking also on the crew. That's a di- another episode in like next season. Uh. <laughs> Interesting uh, factoid about the, the woman there in the middle. She is actually. Uh, Catherine or uh, Captain Janeway's stand-in, like when they're shooting and they don't have uh, Kate McGrew to be there, she's the one that mm-hmm. does the stand-up for. Hey, look, it's Chell. 
So one interesting fact about uh, this species called the Boleans, as I remembered how or after we were done, uh, they have a extra coating on their tongue. So they can eat stuff that is way too acidic for other species. Mm. And in fact, one of the Bolian delicacies is to eat meat that's been left to rot for a little while before they eat it. So there you go. There's a factoid about the species. Oh. Start running now. We here at Starfleet follow the Perkins system. Uh. I'd like to introduce my uh, part. Try to think of head trainer. That's what I'll go with. <laughs> Let's introduce my head trainer, Lars. Just to get everybody ready for heavyweights. I did not hear you. Sure, yes, sir. I'm here to do whatever you tell me, Drill Sergeant. I think he does die. Also, that cargo hold's not that big. The laps wouldn't be that hard, really. That is correct. That, that's exactly what we said. Yeah. <laughs> oh, snap, crackle, pop. I do have to say, this is some of my favorite acting in Star Trek is Chell's reaction to everybody else walking out because he gets really cocky about it. See you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just really, it like. That was just really good swagger on his part. Now that I know she's Captain Janeway's stand-in, I can really see it. It's like obvious yeah. once you can point it out to me. Hey, look, it's Chakotay. I wonder if he heard about what happened. Uh-huh. I mean, that's fair. Right, right, right. Yeah, totally. No, he doesn't like it. I mean, to be fair, the Maquis way has been in existence for like a year and a half at this point. You guys right? seen... <laughs> Okay, let's do it the Maquis way. Nice punch. I feel like he has a lot of anger that he wants to get out, so he would be right? totally okay with just punching that guy every day. 
You just got knocked the fuck out. I will punch you right in the face, Chell. <laughs> that would have been pretty hilarious. <laughs> Instead of punching him, he just turned around and punched Chell. You want to do things the Maki way? He just looks at him like, uh, yeah, that was fine. He punches Chell again. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still, I'm, I'm still fine. Punches him one more time. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm good. I could do this all day. It would also have been funny if just before he walked out, like he fake punched Shell, and he was like, "Oh my god, no!" <laughs> yeah, the writers of this episode were really happy to have the chance to like get to write like outside of Starfleet characters. You know, like people that aren't doing it correctly. And I'm like, yeah, that's really good. I don't know why you didn't do a couple more episodes like that going forward, but okay. Basically, you get um, these four and then Seska. That also has always bothered me because, like... Um, Isn't uh, that like... Yeah, it's part of their religion, which is yeah. seems very unstarfly to be like, no, you can't wear your religious earring. yeah. Yeah, no, I, that always bugged me about the, the earring. Everything else makes sense, but I think it's it's not like they made up for this. It actually happened in uh, Star Trek uh, Next Generation, too. But it does seem a weird thing for Starfleet to be like, no, you can't fucking harmlessly practice your religion. Yeah. That is odd. Another fact that I learned about Bolians is apparently if you have to share a bathroom with them, they destroy the bathrooms. Don't know why that fact was a part of Star Trek, but it's there. There's actually a theory that explains that, but I'm going to do a couple more facts before I get to that one. Damn it. Deck 4, Section 9C. Another, a weird, another weird part of this episode, because obviously the A story is going to be Tuvok with these recruits. Um, this actually was written originally to be the B plot of uh, the Juchel episode with Neelix and, you know, last week or the week oh. before. And that just seems like it'd be, it would have been really weird to have this weird plot of like Tuvok, you know, trying to get through to these recruits as, as Neelix is like, yeah, my whole family was murdered. And there were people in Ash. It was very upsetting. Look at those guys running around the cargo bay. <laughs> I think it made a very good point to make these two separate episodes. Yeah, right. Aha. But yeah, so I think it's been a while since they've talked about this, but one of the things that makes uh, Voyager so high-tech is it has... A neurotechnology. It has actual living tissue that's as a part of the ship's like computer system. Um, uh, so that that little sack is one of the neuro things, and it's got like a virus inside of it, basically. In fact, as far as I know, I mean, the technology exists now in Star Trek universe. This is the only ship that, like, specifically in a TV show that I know, like, has it. Oh. Um, 
they haven't really come back to it in anything else that I've seen. Who needs replicators? We'll just yeah. start eating people. Checks out. So, um, fun detail for anybody that's a Young Bucks fan, the sneakers that they're all wearing were um, specially designed uh, Air Jordan 10s. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Not that way, crewman. We're not taking the easy way. Yeah, that's the point. He's making it unbelievably yeah. difficult. I will say, I mean, this has got to purely be for exercise because it's not like, it's not like logically that makes sense to do. Yeah, no, it's just to make it like a marathon. Yeah. Another interesting part of this episode that I, I wouldn't have picked up on unless I read it. Um, all of these scenes in the Jeffries tube are all exactly the same. They didn't move the camera at all. They're just going through the same section over and over again <laughs> with like slightly different angles. That's funny. Yeah. It doesn't look that way when you watch the whole thing, but it, yeah, that's how they did it. I think we just passed that door like five minutes ago. <laughs> Feels like we're going in one big circle. Probably is. Yeah, because Tubac doesn't care about money. Okay. So another bullion fact. If you ever um, give a bullion a blood transfusion from a Vulcan, it will kill the bullion. Hmm. Even though they both have uh, greenish blood. Well, Bullion's like, looks more blue to me, but they're both supposed to be green. Also, unfair that he got water and nobody else got water. Yep. Oh, that is definitely the same. Yeah. It, like, it's, unless you're like told that, though, I don't think it stands out. I think it's actually a really clever way to do it. No, absolutely. But... Also, I just want to point out, if I were having to do all of this, I would have chugged that water in the mess hall yeah. before I gave the full glass to Tuvok. So yeah, once they got to the mess hall through like all the Jeffrey tubes, they basically had to run like a six-mile race around this one deck. Or something like that. I forget how much it is, but it's like a lot. Uh. Oh god. For the love of god, just shoot me. Yeah, 10 kilometers. Also, he um, increased the gravity because he's a dick. The part that gets me, not doing this, because like I get that in military situations, you got to really work. But the mm -hmm. part that gets me is he, um, Tuvok's going to tell them, and we're going to do this again tomorrow, and you'll do better next time. Like, having to do it two days in a row. Yeah, that's not, that's not possible. Like, you have to rest in order to, like, build muscle. You can't just yeah. throw yourself at stuff like that. 
Sure you can. I do it. Da- I do it daily. Mwah. <laughs> This is the um, Starfleet equivalent of scrubbing the floors with a toothbrush, what Chell's having to do. Mm. Yeah, it's maybe airborne. I'm pretty sure it's airborne. <laughs> like 26 hours just yeah without any I'm guessing without any sleep breaks apparently oh you're a dick <laughs> oh you you wang I mean, I would totally do that to somebody if they were having it, like I said, with a toothbrush. Harry, you're such a wang. Also, if someone said that to me when I had to do, if I had to, when I had to do something like that, I would mm-hmm. gladly punch them and take time in the brig. <laughs> like I'll do this twice just for the pleasure of punching you in the face. Absolutely. Okay, everybody, self-destruct. Everybody go with self-destruct. Let's do it. Man, I would do this sort of shit for fun. Like, I know they use it for tests, but you mean I could, like, program the bridge and just go around blowing up ships on the free time? That just sounds like fun to me. Fucking Ferengi. Goddamn Ferengi. That seems like a very Starfleet thing to say. It does sound like a very Starfleet thing to say. No, bro, I'm even more birds. So, they didn't really mention it, but this is very close to um, a very famous Starfleet exercise called the Kobayashi Maru. Um, it's very well tied to Captain Kirk. Basically, what it is, is it's pretty much the same scenario. You are on a uh, simulator, you go find some ship that's been damaged, some Klingons end up attacking you and no matter what you do you're supposed to lose you can't win this that's the whole point it's to teach mm-hmm. you there's no win situations uh, but it, it's famous because captain kirk is the only one to ever pass the test because he changed the parameters of the simulation and so he could win and that's why uh, he, that's the most kirk thing possible although this is a bit of a different because two box lesson is basically you should have ran away that should have been your solution to this problem. 
Yeah, at some point, I think uh, just as like a one-off, because I don't need, I don't think we need to go through all the Star Trek movies, although we might go through some of them. I really do think we should watch Wrath of Khan because it is one of the best Star Trek movies, period. I put it up there with actually the original trilogy of Star Wars. Like it's that it's that well done. Mm. At least for me. Maybe I'm wrong. That's part of the reason I want you to see it, because you can be like, what the fuck are you talking about? If I'm wrong. Did you try going uh, ramming speed? Yeah, anybody that's playing like a, a strategy video game, remember that. Whatever uh, strategy gets you the highest game for the minimal cost, that's what you do. That that wasn't the point of what he just said. Yeah, that's not yeah. what he said. That's not what he meant. <laughs> not even a little bit. Like you're clearly putting words in his mouth. Yeah, no, that clearly wasn't his point. <laughs> I feel like that was kind of just a whiny bitch thing to say by uh, yeah, Mr. Garvey. <laughs> I don't know like we've obviously gone past that point but yeah Neelix's um, key job now is morale officer so he keeps everybody happy or tries to mm -hmm. which is one of the reasons I think people find him annoying <laughs> I mean, it's Tuvok. He's always miserable. Yeah. I feel like Neelix is the only person that can actually read Tuvok's emotion. Like, everybody else, he just looks the same. Yeah. Which is one of the reasons that Tuvok gets annoyed by Neelix. And if you're wondering how annoyed he gets, there's a Actually, when we get to the episode, there's an episode later on where I won't tell you how, but Tuvok loses control of his emotions. And huh. one of the ways that he deals with it is by creating a simulation where he can strangle Neelix to death. Uh, if you remember that, it'll kind of give the scene away, but it's still funny. Like every time Neelix touches him, it's like, what the? F why are you touching me? <laughs> it's fake. I feel like there's like a similar example to this in the Art of War about flexibility and. You know, being rigid and breaking. I've never met a more warm and nurturing person than Tuvok. Yeah, I don't know right? what the fuck you're talking about. Most warm and nurturing person I've ever met.
I mean, sure, just open them up. <laughs> I'm such a cheese addict that even though I like, they talk about that being like the smelliest, worst cheese ever. I would so eat that. Like, <laughs> I have, I love blue cheese with a passion. Uh oh. Whoa. Yep, the thing that's killing the ship is Neelix's cheese. Yeah. I do believe I found my answer. Because everybody always knew that Neelix would be the reason the ship was destroyed. Yep, I figured as much. I'm pretty sure this is just pure botulism at this point. You should. <laughs> they literally had to put your awful cheese inside of the containment. Right. <laughs> Cylinder. I mean, technically I mean, it was. Yeah, like it wasn't his fault by intention, but it definitely was yeah. his fault in practice. Yeah, no, it clearly it was his fault. He just didn't do it on purpose. Don't worry, the ship's falling apart, but we have time to play some pool. Right. So another Bolian fact for you. If a Bolian were to have sex with a human, because who wouldn't want to get on with that blue guy, um, the human would end up feeling fatigued and nauseous. I love the detail that is in Star Trek if you deep dive. Like, who would have thought of all this? Yeah, I mean, might as well, right? Uh, I was like, okay, here's a brief history. Fuck you. <laughs> I've lived on the mean streets of Earth where I had only two meals a day from public replicators. That doesn't seem to have changed. I was angry at everybody and everything. Yeah, well. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that would be most of the Maquis. Otherwise, why the fuck would yeah. you just randomly go out and do that? Uh, yeah, that's fair. I mean, if you have to pick a reason to fight in a guerrilla war... I mean, that's pretty fair. That's a good one. Yeah, the woman you love being raped by three Cardassians and her skull smashed. Pretty good one. <laughs> I killed as many of them as I could and wore their neck bones as a necklace. Also, I will say that that right there, that like reasoning and that like level of hatred does mm -hmm. kind of make me forgive the fact that they did overlook the serial killer that was also on the Maquis crew, because it sounds like a lot of them were on that line. 
So, oh, that's actually a good place to put this next bully, in fact. Um, apparently, bullion skin, like the actual skin of a bullion, is highly prized by Cardassian females as something to wear. Oh. Yeah. Because Cardassians are the worst. Understand this, Lieutenant. Even though you're being friendly and trying to make an effort, I'm going to shove this stick up your ass. Well, Tuak, you can't say you didn't try on this one, at least. Yeah, like you can just turn around now and beat him with a stick. That's fine. Yeah, at this point, that's fine. That's clearly someone you should just ship out to space. Yeah. Like, just go sit in this airlock for a minute and we'll get back to you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm at a loss, but I'll keep trying. Yeah, be better, because if your ship blows up, you die too. I don't know if that's a real thing, but it terrifies me that that can be a real thing. Mm. Like, just not only having a bacteria that could kill you, but like a virus inside the bed, it just scares me. Yeah, please return to your duty stations. I don't want to die near any of you people. Oh, snap. We're stuck in here. Well, we're dead. It's time for the orgy. What? Uh, nothing. <laughs> I mean, Starfleet Regulations says when you're about <laughs> to die, it's orgy time. Two box just like the one woman in this group can stay out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can just sit over there with a camera and record what I'm going to do to that little Bajoran boy. <laughs> It's not really a good manual override if it stops working. <laughs> like, the whole point of the manual override is when shit goes bad with the computer, you can still manually override. Yeah. Uh, that's ridiculous. It's just like the failsafe has failed. Oh. Oh, no. Yeah. Clearly, we should probably work on that. Oh, look who's Miss Sparty Pants now and figured out the fever thing. All right. Janeway Torres, can you blow up the ship? <laughs> Uh, 
I will say, for the most part, uh, Torres seems to have become like a pretty like good Starfleet like officer from starting out as a Maquis. Yeah, no, as far as like her going forward, she doesn't really ever have a problem. Um, she pretty yeah. much is a model officer. Yeah. yeah, it seems like it turned around like pretty quick for her, which is I yeah. mean, it's good. Okay. Her big thing Holy is going to be. Paris. <laughs> her big thing is going to be like. Yeah, you're right, actually. Yeah, it's been around. Um, this is the first time you get to see this, but that's like iconic for. Um, for Voyager, because most ships don't do that, that the nacelles go up before they go to warp. Wow. Well, it's getting hot in here. We should probably take off our clothes. Let's start with the boy. We must not let the fear get the best of us. Everyone run! Everyone for themselves! Uh. Stop breathing my oxygen! Whew! Hot in here. You say that like oh you know... Goodness. Eighty percent. Also, I love that her suggestion is somehow just just do it. Just do it. Push it real good. God damn, Bajoran dumbass. He's dead already. Move. No, actually, it's a Vulcan. Um, it's a Vulcan rule. Again, from Wrath of Khan. The good and the many outweighs the needs, the few or the one. Oh, look, Tuvok's going to do the right thing because he's actually a Starfleet officer, jackass. Right. <laughs> I do love that the doctor's just like nonplussed, like, oh right. man, you look, you look all sweaty and gross. Hi, Stanley. Stanley just showed up, everybody. My dog. Stanton. You got this, Tuvok. This is where all this fitness comes in hand. What happened to, like, you never know what you're going to do? You didn't do a marathon without breathing? Yeah, right? So much smoke from the smoke machine. 
<laughs> you guys could probably take off your jackets. I mean, right? <laughs> That's the most hatred I've ever seen from Kess to the Doctor. Good thing we found this random piece of metal to hold the door open. Right. I really don't know where that piece of metal came from. Like it's like it's not a big detail, but it's like this starship just doesn't have metal lying around. I'm surprised they didn't leave Tuvok. I wonder how long it took him to realize that he went back for the kid. Right. Like they've been standing out there for five minutes, like, oh shit, he's not coming. It wasn't an access accessible risk for you, dumbass. I'm the commander. I have to try and do weird shit because of Starfleet rules. And we'll never see any of them again except for maybe Darby. Yay! And if he does show up, he might get murdered. Yay! And the end of season one. Good job, everyone. Yeah. So, you what did you think? What did you think of uh, the way that they chose them in season? Uh, I mean, I feel like it could have been a little more interesting, but whatever. We yeah, really. It feels like a middle of the season episode. It doesn't feel it like it. really any. does. I mean, like I said, it's not a bad episode. It does do some nice stuff where you could see Marquis, like, you know, not filling in the Starfleet just automatically. That all works. But yeah, I was really surprised because it just doesn't feel like it should be the last episode of the season. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. It does not. It does not feel like an end of the season episode. Well, when we get to the episode next season that was supposed to be the season finale that was going to be a two-parter, but it's one-parter, I think you're going to see there's a lot more there that could have been like a season ender, which made oh, sense. Gotcha. But um, yeah, so let's see. Next week on this show, we're going to be doing Star Trek Generations. Um, we'll figure out something to do with um, Chaos is Everywhere. It'll be some sort of watch along, probably a little shorter than a whole movie just because of timing issues. Um, this week on Wednesday, we're doing chaos at ringside and awesome. man is it, it, like, I'm not going to say it's going to be heavy WWE, but there's going to be a lot more to talk about than usual with all the shit that's going down. I don't know how yeah. much you've been paying attention to news, but Jesus Christ. Uh, I mean, even with me trying my best to know nothing about WWE, I've still like heard. Yeah, stuff. no. It, it's a crazy time, so we'll talk about that, and we'll definitely talk about AEW as we move into Forbidden Door, which I'm getting more and more excited about. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah. 
Um, let's see. Thanks, Eric Bowman, for the theme song. Follow us on Twitter at Chaos Podshow. Follow me at Last Gilchrist One on Twitter or at Last Gilchrist on TikTok. And uh, write the show with any questions, concerns, comments, whatever, um, to chaospodshow at gmail. Oh, and I decided just because I like to do at least one episode with uh, DJ Madman each month, and we do have a bank of his episodes to work from, this Friday is going to be uh, myself and DJ Madman watching the movie Small Soldiers. Um, oh, from so, yeah, check that out. And um, I think that's about it for today. Did you want to add anything else, buddy, before we head out? Please write to us. We love oh, yeah. attention. We're attention whores. I put this out on a bank show that'll come out later. Um, but the first four people, I'm a, four or five people that write us and with an idea for a show they want us to do, unless it's something that's like illegal, like, you know, porn or whatever, um, we will do your show. Like I'm putting it out there. I'm giving you that opportunity. You want to have a podcast, do something that you specifically said, be one of the first few people to write us it shouldn't be that difficult because no one ever writes us because we're not popular uh anyway we'll do it it. don't think we won't oh we'll do it oh we will do it all right well we'll see you soon and i hope everybody has a good uh rest of your week (laughs) thank you scooby yep